At Ball State University, we support the communities that we serve here in Muncie and all across East Central Indiana. We work closely with our community partners to enhance the economic, educational, and social vitality of our city and our region. Learn more about our work with leaders from Next Muncie and the Muncie Delaware County Chamber of Commerce, and that's next on Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. At Ball State University, our promise is simple, to empower the success of our students. Our students benefit from immersive learning, innovative academic programs, and state-of-the-art facilities. Ball State offers a distinctive yet affordable educational experience and the ideal environment to prepare for a fulfilling career and a meaningful life. We inspire Cardinals to transform their communities, to revolutionize their industries, and to make a difference. We fly. Are you ready to fly? Hello and welcome to Cardinal Compass. I'm Avery Johnson. And I'm Rebecca Rosado. Next Muncie is an organization focused on the revitalization of Muncie's central city. Andrew Haynes tells us more about the work Next Muncie is doing and their impact on the community. Next Muncie is an organization whose goal is to help the city flourish through connections made by their board members, which consists of 10 of Muncie's most well-known citizens, they connect others to make projects happen. Lethe Pegues, owner of John Tom's Barbecue and newly appointed board member, offers a fresh face and new energy to next Muncie's roster. The focus in the past was for us to retain Ball State students or to attract new residents. I mean, it was what it was. I mean, it's, you know, people migrated here. I know my family migrated to Muncie because of the, the factory jobs were plentiful. You know, they migrated from the south and landed in Muncie. Um, so that was some attraction, but I think with industry like that gone away, we know it's not coming back. We kind of had to look at, you know, what what's the next Muncie? Another board member is Mayor Dan Reidenauer, who was a key player in helping begin the renovation and growth of the McKinley neighborhood. They just started working with the neighborhood to figure out what would you like your neighborhood to become? What, would, what do you see? And of course the purpose was to improve the look and feel and, and, the, and the situation in that neighborhood. With projects like the White River Lofts already moving into phase two and even more projects planned for the future, the organization is hopeful that this will be the key to creating the next Muncie. I'm Andrew Haynes with Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is co-chair of next Muncie's Central City Leadership Team, Jeff Bird. Jeff, thank you for being with us. Um, you were on the first episode of Cardinal Compass back in 2020, so can you tell us a little bit about how the city and economic development has changed since then? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a really interesting time for us in Muncie, uh, trying to do the things that we do with our ability to influence in next Muncie, uh, obviously with my co-chair, <laughs> President Mearns. Uh, it's, it's been fun trying to figure out exactly what we're gonna do uh, in a very difficult time, right, through a pandemic and coming out of that, you know, my day job is leading healthcare in East Central Indiana. So uh, carving out the time to work to work uh, with President Mearns uh, on what we're trying to do has, has been a real challenge for us. But it's one of the things that I love about my involvement with Next Muncie. Uh, 
you know, we have no official capacity. Uh, we've chosen not to incorporate, not to be a 501c3. Uh, we don't have money. Uh, we have a group of civic leaders who come together uh, around really a passion, a passion to see Muncie and East Central Indiana be its very best. And an important part of that is economic development. So we center on the central city and uh, I, you know, for myself, I've lived my entire life in Muncie. Uh, you know, there was a, a vital time in a Midwestern city like Muncie in the 60s and maybe early 70s where downtown was an important economic driver uh, in our county. And then uh, for several decades, that was not the case. So it's fun for me to see what's happening in Muncie, the investment in Muncie, the, the building and occupancy, not just of the first floor commercial space, but people who are moving back downtown. And uh, I think if, uh, if I were to be proud of some of the things we've been able to influence in next Muncie, that's, that's something that I take a lot of pride in. So speaking on um, economic, economical development, can you speak a little bit more on what next Muncie is going to do for the community of Muncie? Well, uh, again, going back mm -hmm. to the fact that what we do is influence. Uh, the model of Next Muncie uh, is a model that's been very successful for mid-sized cities across the country. Uh, particularly, I don't like the term Rust Belt, but those types of cities uh, who, have, who have seen economic downturn, particularly in manufacturing, which was always Muncie's base. So we've had to really shift economically into being a service industry, clearly the two largest employers by far and away are my organization and Ball State University. So bringing together these leaders in the private sector, in the public sector, uh, in phil the philanthropic sector uh, is a model that's been very successful in being able to prioritize, uh, being able to influence, being able to get uh, the right people that at times maybe haven't always uh, cooperated or collaborated in a way uh, that was best for, for all of us. Uh, and that, that's been a, a primary uh, goal of ours, and I think we've been able to execute on that pretty well uh, with what we've done. And switching gears just a little bit, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement with IU Health and what does that look like? Yeah, so my title is I'm the Regional President for Indiana University Health. Uh, my primary responsibility is IU Health Ball Hospital here in Muncie, uh, but I have two critical access hospitals in the counties north of us. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, President Mearns is uh, graciously serving on my board of directors. I'm very happy and proud about that. Uh, we are by far and away the leading healthcare provider in East Central Indiana. So uh, that's my responsibility to see to it that uh, we have the things that the people and patients, families that we serve are able to get uh, excellent medical care locally. And that's what we do. All right, President Mearns, since you are on um, the board of Next Muncie, can you speak a little bit about your role and playing next and playing the part of Next Muncie? Yeah, so Dr. Bird and I, I think it was probably about 2018, 2019, when we were approached by some other people in the community about using the positions of influence that we have in terms of leading the largest employers here in East Central Indiana, to use the influence and ideas that we have in our organizations in cooperation and collaboration with other groups. So Dr. Bird and I co-chair the group. We try to set the agenda in advance of each, we meet each month and we set that agenda in advance of each month. And as Dr. Bird said is, we don't make direct investments in these projects. What we do is see if there are barriers 
that to implementing some of the initiatives that are happening in the community and to use our positions to help remove some of those barriers and also to foster cooperation and coordination and collaboration so that those key initiatives can move forward. And so I'm grateful to, to work with Jeff and the other folks on Next Muncie. We're starting to see some real traction and as you all know, when you get some momentum, people enjoy uh, joining those initiatives. And so we're seeing real positive momentum in our community, notwithstanding the pandemic. I think one of the most encouraging things as we look back on that period is, we thought it was gonna slow progress. In fact, it didn't. And now as the pandemic recedes into Begins the rear view ease, mirror, yes. re recedes into the rear view mirror, I think we're gonna see an even acceleration of that pace. And you both can speak on this, but what is a little bit of that Ball State's involvement? I know, President Mernsey, you're involved, but more of the university aspect. And then how does that affect students? Well, so it can affect students because, frankly, if we can make Muncie an even more attractive place to live and to study and to work, we know it will ha help us attract more outstanding students like the two of you, not only to come to Ball State, but to explore Muncie and Delaware County and East Central Indiana as a place to live and work after you graduate. So the way students or faculty and staff are involved and the way some of Dr. Bird's staff are involved, sometimes there are questions that we don't necessarily know the answers to and we can tap into the resources that exist on our campuses. And then also, you know, we have a platform so I have an opportunity to communicate with all of you, 20,000 students and more than 3,000 employees. I think you've got more than 2,000. So by being involved in Next Muncie and being aware of what's happening in the community, we can use that platform to share that information so people can take advantage of the opportunities that exist that they might not be aware of and also to generate that enthusiasm and excitement for what's happening. And then how can students get involved with this work? Jeff, um, if you want to speak on this, you can too as well. Um, if you kind of have an idea of how students can, you know, make an impact. So I, I guess what I would say, and even in my organization, uh, we know very clearly, uh, to echo President Mern's point, um, we needed to change the philosophy we had about how we were engaging with the university. So my leadership team is involved in their areas of exp expertise, uh, helping with the university. Uh, doing doing work uh, with the university. We have uh, re-engaged with your career planning office about how we work at finding people, not just nursing students, not just pre-med students, but healthcare is a very complex industry. We need financial minds, we need technology minds, and uh, our interactions with the university are really important in how we do that. And I think that's really what I would say to the students. Uh, I was engaged in a career fair mm -hmm. uh, at, at one of the dormitories uh, a few weeks ago, and it was amazing to me. Uh, you should be very proud. The, the, the caliber of the student that I met was really amazing. I thought, th these are the kind of people that we need to keep in Muncie working in our organizations to be able to, to further the economic development and the and we need the change. And you need communications Yes, people. we absolutely well, do. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Um, and that's all t the time we have for, for this part of the conversation. Um, once again, thank you so much, Jeff. The Muncie Delaware County Chamber of Commerce is an integral part of the Muncie community. Anna Chalker shows us more on how the chamber is engaging countless businesses in Muncie.
a unique experience. And we wanted to have opportunities for people to stay in Muncie and still have fun and have activities. That you wouldn't have to leave Muncie for. Even though Maddox is a one-of-a-kind business here, it's a part of a larger community. Well, I think when you when you can say that I'm a member of the chamber, the people know that you also have other chamber members behind you. Hundreds of business owners in the area who are growing just like this one. We have about 500 small businesses and large businesses with the chamber. We have a diverse group. The Muncie, Delaware County Chamber of Commerce has one goal for these businesses. A connecting individuals and other businesses. The chamber works with a wide range of businesses, even the ones that aren't a typical storefront. We joined this year and we thought once we got the food trailer and we've kind of positioned or transitioned to more catering and we thought it was a good way to get our name out there. Being a member has helped 18 concessions expand in the city. I think it makes us more like legit, like, oh, they're not just selling popcorn and hot dogs, like they're an actual growing business in the community. The chamber has created a web of networking for these businesses, one where business owners can rely on each other. I mean, when you go to the chamber events, you're in a room full of, of usually at least 100 other people in the community who are focused on community events. And as more businesses become members daily, they have the connections that will help them hit the bullseye on a successful business. These people that are in the chambers are normally successful and they have successful businesses, so why would you not surround yourself with people who are successful? Anna Chalker, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is Chief Economic Development Officer for the Muncie Chamber of Commerce, Elizabeth Roway. Elizabeth, can you tell us what your role is in the chamber? Yeah, sure. I am the president of the Muncie Delaware County Chamber of Commerce and have a dual role. I'm also the Chief Economic Development Officer for the Economic Development Alliance. Um, and while the Chamber and Economic Development are two separate organizations, they're actually really entwined with one another. The primary purpose of the Chamber is to support existing businesses in our community and make sure that they are connected, give them education that they need, and also to advocate on their behalf um, at all levels of uh, government. On the economic development side of my role is to encourage new companies to come into our area and consider living here and operating their business here. And in addition to your position with the chamber, you are a state representative as well. So what inspired you to enter politics? So our family, um, our entire philosophy in our family is we are third. We, we are uh, serving others before ourselves and we are always helping in some way or another. We encourage that in our kids early on. Um, we've been, um, you know, at a, a homeless shelter. Uh, we've reached out to nursing homes, and so uh, it's always service above self, which is also a Rotary motto as well, and I'm a Rotarian. Um, but our, our family just serves wherever we can and whenever we can. And you know, I know that you recently joined a leadership role in Next Muncie. Can you tell us why you wanted to get involved with it and what it means to you? For sure. So there again, my husband and I both grew up here. We are boomerang people, meaning we you know, we thought the grass was greener elsewhere. We left, it was not greener at all. Um, we love our community and we both returned here independently and then we met here. Um, and so for us, um, the community is, is home. And so we want our home to be as, as best as it can possibly be. And so we serve however we can in the community. And next Muncie was a good step for me to do that. I was um, asked to join and all of the folks on this, on this committee with me and the board um, all have a different role in the community, but working together, we know that we can make it be even better. And what does working together with this community and the citizens mean to you? 
Um, well, there again, we all have a different role um, and a different perspective. And so President Mearns, obviously his main role is to make sure the Ball State is operating at its best and its finest for its students. And so my role at the Chamber is to do that from the, the small business perspective in our community. We all have this different piece and, and to make sure that we are not duplicating efforts and wasting time and effort and money uh, coming together and making sure that we're all on the same page so we can take all of those resources and put them in towards one goal is far more efficient and, and in the end will be far more effective. And you just mentioned the university um, slightly. So can you tell us a little bit about how the university prepared you for these various roles you oh, hold sure. in the city and on behalf of our state? Sure, so I was an English major um, and my intent was to go into law school, decided that was not the route for me. I was, I was led in another direction. Um, but I, what I gained from Ball State was critical thinking skills, period, plain and simple, critical thinking skills. And, and for me, my perspective is without those skills, it doesn't matter what your major is, you won't be successful. So the English department obviously helped me hone my um, writing skills, which then helped hone your speaking skills as well. Um, but the overall critical thinking piece is important regardless of what your major is. And President Mearns, how does the university prepare students going forward hoping to get in roles like Elizabeth? Well, as Ms. Roray said, we want to teach critical thinking skills, analytical skills, communication skills. It begins with problem solving and then communicating solutions to those problems irrespective of the discipline they're in. I was an English major as well. <laughs> I did go to law school. Um, <laughs> and I think those, I think my undergraduate education prepared me to study law. Um, and I think the things that you're doing as students, the things that our students are doing all across the campus, it's not about delivering content any longer. Correct. We all know that what you have on your smartphone is probably most of the content that you'll need. But our faculty help you think critically about that content and then think about how, apply, how you can apply that content to the opportunities that you'll have uh, after you graduate. So that's why experiential learning opportunities, programs like this, simulation labs, um, team building exercises are, are so important to prepare our students. Well, transitioning a little bit back to Elizabeth, can you explain what the goals for the chamber are and then how it affects businesses in the area? And President Mearns, you can kind of add sure. in as you will. Sure, sure. So chambers exist for three reasons all across America. They exist to educate their members and um, when chambers were first, um, first initiated, education wasn't so widely available. And you mentioned smartphone, you can get all kinds of education uh, regardless of what your area of business is. And so we have to kind of tweak our business learnings that, that will be more holistic rather than um, narrow focused. So education is a huge uh, component of being a chamber member. Um, networking, that's where you're gonna go and if you're selling a widget, who are you gonna sell your widgets to? So if you meet folks in your community and they decide they need that widget, then um, the networking opportunity that we provide is an excellent source uh, for your small business. And then the third piece is, as I said, advocacy. So that is advocacy at the local level, the state and federal level. And so um, not just from a political perspective, but sometimes, but a good example is uh, when a, a local dealership many years ago first moved into town, I think it was a Friday evening and they were flooding. And so I got a phone call and they had no idea who to call because it was Friday and after hours. And so your chamber knows who to call to, to make sure that the water company comes out and helps fix the fact that you're flooding. <laughs> and so that advocacy piece is pretty huge as well. 
Um, and President Burns, in what ways does the university partner with um, the local chamber? Well, we have an individual from the university who's always serving on the board, mm -hmm. but we are like the chamber. We want to be advocates for why this is a great place to grow your business or to bring your business. And we look to partner with the other organizations or institutions that are part of the chamber. Um, you know, we're providing talent, folks like you, on a regular basis to those businesses. And we know now more than ever, all across the country, businesses want to relocate where the talent is, mm -hmm. where the people who can fill those critical jobs, where people want to raise their families, where they, where they can educate their children, where they can have an opportunity to enjoy the natural beauty that exists here in East Central Indiana. And so we want to work with the Chamber to communicate to those businesses that this is a, this is a, a good place to either grow your business or to, to create your business. Now, just in a brief statement, Elizabeth, are there any new Chamber initiatives that you want to tell us about and speak on? Oh, sure. So the networking piece is really huge. And actually, we are partnering with Ball State University in February to deliver what we call our Muncie on the Move which is a breakfast that we do um, every two months. And it's a way for folks in the community to come in and have a great breakfast, meet one another. It's always fun and upbeat. And we are having our Muncie on the Move travel in February, and we're gonna be at the Alumni Center, and we'll have a guest speaker from Ball State. Um, but it's another way to make sure that our businesses interact with Ball State and vice versa. Well, it looks like there's some exciting things to come. Yes. Thank you. That is all the time we have right now. And President Mearns, we want to give you a final minute for your reflection on today's conversation. Well, I want to thank you, Rebecca and Avery, for giving us the opportunity to talk about some of the good things that are happening in our community. As you heard today, we've got businesses and foundations and large employers who are working with our elected officials here in the city and in the region. And what Next Muncie is trying to do is help ensure that there's greater coordination and collaboration. We know that people are working hard and are proud of their work and, and optimistic about the future, but we believe that if we can work together, we'll have a greater collective impact and, and make this community all that we want it to be and all it can be. Well, thank you so much, President Mearns, and thank you again to our guests, Jeff Bird and Elizabeth Rowway. I'm Avery Johnson. And I'm Rebecca Rosado. As always, make sure to join us next time for Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. Have a great day. At Ball State University, we welcome you as a learning partner from day one. Our students bring creativity and determination to each aspect of the learning experience, from the classroom to the community. At Ball State, we help students turn an emerging passion into an enduring purpose. Our beautiful campus, welcoming environment, immersive learning, and collaborative culture provide the ideal place for you to pursue your journey to a fulfilling career and a meaningful life. We fly. Are you ready to fly? Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Madeline Kerr. Audio engineering by Ian Hansen. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Media, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.